What's up, everybody? It is the infamous, infamous Cosmic Starlight and Math McKitten. How are you two today? Amazing. Yeah, we're doing great. It's Friday. It is. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. back in remember back in the day, that's when all the dope ass sitcoms used to come on. Yes. Oh, really? No, or or it was like Saturday or Sunday morning too. Those were that's true. That's true. No, but Saturday morning was like more uh the cartoons that would come on. You're right. I just totally got sitcoms and cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, no, 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 we're talking about cartoons. Um <laughs> man, well I'm super Right. I'm super excited that uh, you both are back on the podcast right now. I, I know both of you uh, recently within like the last month were on the podcast. So doing the duo podcast today, I know that you two love to be collaborating together. So back at it again, back at it again. I was wondering when we got together for this podcast, I was like, are you two going to be together? And <laughs> naturally you're like, duh. I was like, oh, shit together a lot like even even beyond just work like we we hang out you know for days and and don't work at all like if i feel like if we don't see each other for like three days we're like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a big concern it's like weird (laughs) definitely yeah so definitely on a weekly basis we Mm -hmm. see each other and work and hang out without work and you know so yeah so you both are indeed barefoot besties yes i think we can stand by that title Mm -hmm. and own it we are agree (laughs) What what is a a work wife? Because I feel like there's a work wife vibe oh, going on. Well, yeah, I think a work wife is just someone who you work with that is like your wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like beyond best friends. Like you're just wives by then. Yeah, I, I feel like I've never had a work wife in a workplace. Okay. I feel like. I feel like it's like that. Well, I mean, obviously, because I'm I'm married and shit like that. So like, obviously, I'm not gonna have a, a work wife. But like, even when I was. A single guy having a work wife at the workplace just seemed like I was going to get a sexual harassment uh, discharge or some shit, you know? Okay, well, in like real life, not in, not with us, a work wife is just someone who you work with. I think who yeah, like, like get a, along, like a close like work friend. a, a coworker. Yeah. But if my boyfriend ever had a work wife, mm-hmm. I would be not okay with that. <laughs> so I think that's good that you haven't had one. Don't you feel? Don't you feel like the 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 flirtation in a work environment could be helpful sometimes to get you through the day, though? Dude, it is. It it so much is. When I would have a work crush, I would be like, I'm getting cute to go to work today, which is not. <laughs> and then you're more productive. You you're are. You're more productive. Yes. Yeah. So I I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. But then you're together with them too much, so eventually it dies down, and you're like, oh, I don't really like this person actually. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> just liked you because you worked here not because of anything else but i needed some i needed something to hold on to right i needed something to get me through the day i totally had that yeah i i remember when i when i worked at a bank I used to have people who would come and do a, a transaction. And I think that was the closest I got to like work wise. There would be like customer wives rather. They would come and they would be like super flirtatious. And I'm like, man, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like that applies. Like, I mean, I feel like with us, like, I'm sure we have like our not like favorite fans, but the ones that like continue to come back oh, and, for sure. and continue <laughs> to like support you that you just like have a special place in your You heart definitely have like a soft spot. And like, we always, whenever like we hang out, we're like, oh my God me like it's yeah. it's real so yeah that's that helps too right. a lot so we're doing the duo podcast today out of both of you which one of you is the bigger flirt i would say 
probably you me, because probably me. because I'm like very yeah like with my boyfriend like I would never flirt with anyone next to him in my face um <laughs> so I think that naturally you would be a bigger flirt than me I think so and I I feel like I um I have like a commanding presence I guess yes so I, I I feel that way you know when I meet people and you know when I meet men and women and whatever like I do I definitely have like that tendency for sure yeah you are a very like strong individual. <laughs> Now, does the significant other of either one of you ever get like, hold on, time out, you're doing a little too much in public right now? In public or with each other? Oh, not with each other, because I'm sure they they love you both yeah, together. I, I feel like they would have to be comfortable with that, because like you two are always together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that jealousy, at least in my relationship, is a very natural part of it. I mean, it's it's always part of like yeah he's obviously happy for me with work experiences but of, of course it's like a very intimate thing so it's it's of course I feel like in witnessing like her relationship with her boyfriend I think knowing that they both are like more jealous individuals or lean towards those like jealous tendencies I feel like they handle it in a very very healthy way Aww. which I don't think all couples are like that like they they, you know, they yeah. don't they're not able to handle it but you know, these things don't always life. come up in, in relation, like it's sex true. work relationships, you have to talk about everything, everything. and it comes up in, in so many different ways, what you're into, what you're not, what you're comfortable with. So I think that it actually has helped us a lot with our communication because when he wasn't as involved, we didn't need to have these conversations, yeah. you know, but yeah, you got to talk about it. Yeah, no, that that's that's totally a healthy way to go about it is to talk about it. I, I feel like that's the same thing for me and Mama Goods, too. Whenever there is something that she may not be comfortable with, we do talk about it. But that's something that people don't do enough in general is communication. And I mean, that that makes the world really understand each other at the end of the day. And if they're not communicating, I mean, it goes for relationships, goes for anything that goes on in the world. Right. It's funny that you say that because I feel like that's why we became such close friends is because we both have a very similar communication style. style. We're going to talk about it. I don't care how difficult the conversation might be. We will talk about it immediately. We're not going to wait and like get mad about it over months, you know, so that I don't know. I feel like that really uh, yeah, helped that, us. That made us very compatible, like friendship wise. Not because, everyone's like that. True. You know? And like, well, like we're we're willing to have the long, hard conversations, even if they take a long time. They're long winded, and we go on forever. But we we do it because it's worth it in the end to like keep that relationship strong. Yeah. Right. No, that makes total sense, and it's good to have a friend like that in your life where you know that there's damn near going to be nothing that you could say that's going to offend them or make them look at you different, and you know that the respect is. <laughs> Oh, wait, was I wrong? <laughs> well, you're right. I feel like that all the time with her. Like, I tell her things that I'm like, should I not be told? But she accepts me anyway. Like, it's, yeah. So I totally, I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's so sweet. That's so cute. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And like, you know, that no one, neither one of you are going to ever cross the line to upset one, in the, one another. No, I, I mean, I think we're, we're both very intentional about like in our actions, like thinking about how. Uh, yes uh, we would make the other person feel we're always checking in with each other <laughs> yeah. how do you feel about this it's yeah so true but I love it. no that that's that's super dope man shout out to that shall we get into our uh first foot marshal over here <laughs> shout out to everybody on the live right now if you haven't smashed the like button yet you should do that right now um uh, we got the duo podcast we got cosmic starlight matthew kenton super fire 
And if you're listening to this on Apple right now, Spotify, leave that review. It helps the podcast immensely. I don't know why I did that voice. <laughs> Shout out to the infamous foot marshals too. You know, I want to dive into the comments while we're doing this foot marshal, actually. So if you're in the live right now, leave a comment so I can shout you out. Shout out to Hassam, Paul Wright, Buck Wild, Estella. What's up, Estella Bellish? What? She says, I piss her off daily. What? Shout out to Moody K. Shout out to Augustine Tabarez, Jamaica Elmore, Augustine, William. Lewis, I see you all the time, man. Anil, shout out to you. Logan Lee, I told you, leave a comment on the live. I'm going to shout you out. Naraj Egg, I, I probably said your name wrong. It can't be Egg. Somebody help me pronounce this. It's like Eggy. Chance, shout out to Chance. Daniel, Daniel, all right. Leave some more comments. I'll shout you all out on the next one. Back, back at it again. So when's the next vacation? I feel like both of you always go on vacation. <laughs> you know what? I honestly, we need to do more. Um, I think June, early June, right? Yeah, we've been talking about doing one in June. Um, and then definitely something for this one's birthday. Oh, yeah. I know. Months. We need to plan that. We really Which need to she plan doesn't that. want to prioritize because she's like, it's my birthday. I don't really care about it. I'm like, we're, we're doing something. Yeah, I don't. It's going to be epic. Yeah. So that that's. Okay. Thank you for reminding us. We need, we need to plan that. We do. That's. That's purely what I'm here for, just to uh, remind everybody about their vacations, you know. <laughs> it is really important, though, to be able to go out, get some peace of mind. It really changes your whole mindset, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. When we went to Hawaii, it was literally like a spiritual reset. Like, I can't even. Oh, God. Yeah, it was super nice. <laughs> also, like, for me, like, I feel like having that, like, warm climate for even just a week kind of helps carry you through, like, the rest of, like, the crappy spring. And then you can. Yeah, no, it totally does. And like when you're, you know, on your way back or whatever, isn't it crazy that it like you have like this weird like feeling of motivation and you just want to just like get right back to work? You're like, damn, that was really needed and I didn't realize it. Yes. And actually, the first thing I did when we got home was Elsa. And I I was like, that one we nailed it. Well, you nailed it. You helped me with that. And I feel like, yeah, it gave, it gave me, me like more inspiration. It does. Yeah. So it that's is like a reset. Yeah, it is. And then also just like being tan after vacation, you just oh, you like, always you're, hot. you're just like, but, and that's okay. So that's the thing though, is like when we take rest time, we always think we're being lazy, but it actually turns out to, to be, be very productive. productive. So yeah. like we should all take vacations. And that's like something she's been really good at for me because I've lived my whole life as being like toxically productive. I was like, I was raised to be toxically productive. So it was like the only thing I ever knew. And since we've been close, like, I think she's like really helped me like realize the benefit of taking breaks. And like, in the end, I end up producing better content and more content when I do take breaks because I'm able to like actually energize myself. Yeah. You need to fill up your own cup, you know, like, I mean, like with any job, you know, no one works. Well, hopefully they don't work 24 seven. And with this job, even when you're not filming, you're on your phone, you're, uh, you know, even when you take your rest days, I'm like, you're so <laughs> like, but I'm so proud of you. And yeah. I feel like it will help. And it, it's been a journey for me too. I feel like I fully shed my toxic productivity, but I grew up that way too, where it was like weekend it's chores. Why are you sitting down? Don't play video games. Like we talked about video games were a waste of time. Like 
I don't know. So it's good to like get back to that, you know, mm-hmm. and heal that shit. Would you say that is your toxic trait? Oh my god, I have so many more toxic traits. I know. I, 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 is that my? <laughs> that's toxic a chill trait? Yeah. You I, think that's your my toxic trait? Yeah. Okay. All I think right. I oh. think that it's something that you're you're working on and you make an effort. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's not toxic if you're working on it. Though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I can't think of another one. I feel like the term toxic trait kind of became like a sarcastic term rather you know like over the years people are like oh this is my toxic trait and it's actually something good so it's really not toxic, right that's so true because i feel like my toxic trait is i hate to lose like i absolutely hate losing very competitive um but what about you two like if you if you had a couple that you feel like were were obvious ones you know in your personality traits oh my gosh um i have so many i don't even know where to start i i'm like very uh insecure i feel like i don't know why i'm in this job a lot because i feel like people don't actually like me like i don't know how deep you want to get but i will i will i want to get deep as possible oh my god yeah i mean i mean that's a big one is like i'm always questioning like she knows i'm always questioning if i'm good enough like why people like me i have like Mm. body dysmorphia so i don't know if that's a toxic trait but that feels feels toxic but to it's me. also something that you're working on it's something i'm working that on you're working we're on. working on it folks we're getting there yeah. <laughs> that's an important one to work on right there and i mean i guess in terms of a toxic trait and that being one of your toxic traits it's probably like really only toxic to your own mental health at the end of the no, day but I right mean, it's it's mm-hmm. toxic to myself like i'm i'm very hard on myself and stuff and I, I honestly i think we all are in this industry it's hard not to be you know so it's like maybe i'm just being a baby but yeah i think for me mine i mean aside from like the toxic productivity i think the other one would be just like i feel like i see things very very black and white which doesn't serve me really well in the world when i'm working with people or or communicating with people that are emotion driven. Um, and so I think it's been a disservice to me because I think it's caused problems in my relationship, but that in not relationship, but relationships, you know, my, my relationships with friends and, and other people. But that's another thing that I'm like trying to work on is like, um, you know, like letting people rather than always jumping to problem solving mode, I like, I'm mm. getting better at like letting people listening. sit with their emotions and like listening and like not automatically going to try to solve their problem i do that too it's so hard Mm -hmm. to i i saw like a quote and someone was like next time someone needs to like emotionally dump ask should i just listen or are you in the mood to like hear problem Problem solving because it is i'm the same way um yeah that's and i think when people are coming from an emotional place and they need someone just to listen it can be very frustrating to have someone be like well have you thought about trying this have you thought about trying this and you're like no that's not what I needed from you right now I just wanted to say it yeah and I don't know I feel like you're really good at that with me though like because we our brain works the same way that I love when you do that you know yeah so I appreciate it but I know what you yeah yeah it's one of those things that like once you get to know people better and better you know like what you know whether you should like utilize that or whether you should just listen like you kind of cater your your you know communication style yeah yeah no that that makes total sense so you you're a problem solver probably in a lot of ways would you say yes yeah yeah. sure that's and and that's what's up um do you sometimes um man the question that i was gonna ask just slipped my mind totally um refresh me on everything that we were just talking about real quick it was about you, you said something about emotions oh okay i got it now um do you feel like sometimes people 
like feel like you don't like care enough when you know when they're telling you something and you being black and white with you know the way you um communicate with people sometimes do you feel like sometimes they they want you to be more like interactive with their problems and what have you um well that's something my husband and i have to work on a lot because he's very very emotion driven um mm -hmm. is like we you know we we do couples therapy which is i think is a very normal thing for couples to do even couples that don't have like you know problems like i i think my husband and i are very, have a very healthy relationship but we do couples therapy and i've it's been a huge amount of work for me to be able to like sit back and just like try to understand and validate his feelings like and acknowledge them instead of jumping into problem solving mode but I've, i mean i've been working on it i think yeah. i'm getting better but it's it's tough because like i i like my eyes my brain is like a grid like i feel like everything is just like has very its analytical. place and yeah very yeah. analytical and um and it's been great for some aspects of my life and i think it's been really made my life a lot more difficult in other aspects yeah do you feel like if your husband didn't show those um, those glimpses of him like having like an issue or, you know, showing his emotional side that it would be a problem to you? I mean, yes, because I, I also think it's very I think vulnerability is one of the most admirable and important things in a relationship is, is being able to be vulnerable with one another. And I don't think, you know, I don't think couples or even friendships can be all that strong if that vulnerability component is missing. Dude, exactly. So There's true. such thing as super, superficial relationships and they're not bad. Some of them are fine. You can have superficial friendships and they can be, you know, mutually beneficial or whatever, but unless you can both have that vulnerability component, it's not going to be that true connection that I think we both look for in our relationships. That's so fucking true, dude. We need a boom sound effect <laughs> Boom. <laughs> no I, I like that so much because as i'm listening i'm i'm gathering the information that you're giving me and i feel like this is so helpful in a lot of ways so people that are out there listening they're probably thinking like damn this is something that maybe you know my significant other should listen to at the you know at the end of the day and you know get some advice from him because like <laughs> so if a, a guy not being vulnerable in some kind of way, that's going to be like a huge turnoff for probably most women. Oh, yeah. right? But right. if a guy is also overly vulnerable or overly emotional, that's probably also a turnoff, right? Not to me, honestly. I love mm -hmm. like men that are like very like they like to cry and like they're just very comfortable in their emotion. I, I love it. But I think we're all different. I know? think I think we're all different. But I think the idea that you just had that totally comes from a man's brain, because like I would argue probably that like a lot of women would say like there's no such thing as too much vulnerability, right, yeah. like and too much like too much feelings, like give it to me. Give me all the right, feels, right. you know. But I think men, you know, over traditionally society yeah. has told men that that's bad. And so, of course, you think like, oh, there's such thing as a man being too emotional or too vulnerable. But yeah, I don't yeah, I don't no. think that I don't I think most women would say not at no. all. And I feel like it was really helpful for me growing up. All the men in my life were very comfortable with their emotions. They would cry at the dinner table talking about their day. Wonder why I cry all the time. But I just grew up seeing that that's what men do and that it was never weird. And it wasn't until I got older when like. You know, my exes never cried. I didn't see them cry once in eight years. I'm just like, holy shit, <laughs> you're holding a lot in, bro. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, tiring to. Yeah, to that's the thing. Is like you, that. no one has to hold. I was gonna say that's my toxic trait. Is I'm really, I, I don't have that like ability to put up a wall. If I'm uncomfortable, you can see it. You know, and I feel like 
I don't know, you don't have to put up a wall and holding in your emotions, I feel like sounds exhausting. Yeah. That sounds miserable. Like the world can take it, feel your feelings. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I wish they would do that a lot more. I feel like it kind of became popular culture for, for guys to not be as you know emotional in a lot of ways, because if you think about music, even music back 20 years ago was, I want to love you. I want to hold you. I want you to be my girl. Now you don't hear none of that. And if you do, it's like one artist, maybe two artists top that, you know, is really popular out there, but now it's, it's more, I feel like just, you you, you get what I'm saying, where I'm going with that. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that's interesting to me because, you know, like, a lot of times women do want men to be more caring and, you know, be more attentive to, you know, all of their feelings and things like that. But I don't know. I think that it should be known that, you know, women such as yourselves, you know, do appreciate that. And I'm, I know that there's plenty other women out there that feel the same. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, let's do a uh, foot marshal. Let's get it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the part where I say all the repetitive stuff, like smash the like button. Chance. He says, it's weird for a grown man to cry nowadays, just built up anger, and then eventually it goes. Yeah. Somebody said, what's a dang, Mr. Goods? Dang. How do you not know that? Remember, y'all smash that like button and uh, man, good times. I like that people are finding this uh, relatable. In a lot of ways, I think I think uh, relationship conversations are are important. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. And the more the more we have them, the more the world will understand each other. But you know, I I, I feel like like being somebody who has been married for eight years, like you you really just figure out so much about relationships. Not that you know I'm in any way or form an expert but i think that over time all of us we just you know we're just collecting data collecting data and therefore that's why they got algorithms and ai systems and stuff now that's all the ai systems do is collect data and then you know now they they figure it out much faster than us because they're computer systems um and speaking about that i want to i want to get into uh, the whole Twitter thing, if y'all don't mind talking about that, because I know Mathma, your your Twitter has been has been disabled for a little bit now, and uh, I'm I know you're super sad about that. I am. I think I will. I'm pretty sure I'll get it back if I can just like get them to look at my appeal. But uh, yeah, this is the second time in like two this is weeks. Longer now. Yeah, it's, been down it's longer. And my theory is, I mean, I don't know if this is for sure, but obviously with the transfer of ownership, I'm sure things internally at Twitter are going like Hold a up. little crazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cause last time I think it was like four or five days before I got it back. And then now it's been like a week yeah, and I'm still waiting, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, I think all of us as sex workers have experienced this, whether it's, 
um, you know, people falsely reporting us so that our stuff gets taken down or just platforms not really particularly wanting us to exist or thrive, you know, on their platform. And um, it's really tiring. And I think, you know, something that all girls should know going into this job is that it's going to happen. So I guess just like prepare yourself emotionally Absolutely. for it to happen. Like, um, you know, like, I mean, she lost her old Instagram when it was at like 130 K, yeah, which is like sad. huge. That's massive. That's crazy. And, and the sad thing was that I was expecting it, you know, yeah. and just before this podcast, my Instagram is down. I don't know if I'm getting it back, but like it literally yes. happened. Yeah. Just a second ago, but like she saw my reaction. I was like, Oh great. Yeah. Like, she's I, like, Oh, my Instagram's so gone. And I was like, I, it, it just happens so much. It's, it's not fair, but it, it does, yeah, it's, you know? it's sad that we have to train ourselves to just be like, Oh, I guess all of that's gone. Well, I move know. it, move all it on. that hard work yeah. that we're just like, it's like norm we're, it's normalized. Now. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. So it sucks, but um, you know, it's part of it. And we just pick up the pieces and keep trucking on. Yeah, we have to, or else we would just stay down all the time yeah. because it's it's infinite, honestly. Yeah. I, I feel like the community uh, of FFC is so supportive, though, even in times like that. It seems like you all are able to like just bounce back like within like a month. Like I've never seen the bounce back like I have in the FFC. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that it, I mean, it's good that it appears that way. And I think being part of the community is a huge part of that because then we are able to like utilize each other. Like I got a tech, like Dakota is the one who texted me and said, your Instagram's down. Like people, we look out for each other, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, I, I didn't even know I was getting ready for this and now, you know, and yeah, people same with her when her Twitter's back up, everyone's going to be like, you know, like, it's just, that's, we have to look out because like, that's all we got is each other, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So all right, so when it comes to, like, helping out each other and things like that, like, how, how do you choose, like, the models or the girls that are within the community? Like, how do you choose and filter the ones that, like, you would like to help promote? Is it the ones that maybe, you know, don't appear as if, like, they're just trying to make a quick buck by selling feet pics? Or, like, what's the selection process on that? Because I am a little curious about that. Yeah, well, for me personally, it's changed over the years. It used to just be simple. I'd post my story shout for shout and just do. But honestly, now it's just as I'm scrolling my feed, something that strikes me, I I shout them. I might not know them or whatever. Um, And then also, yeah, I try and just like shout out girls who have like a rockin' business model and who I think are very, what's the word for integrity? Is there like the word for that? No. Yeah, they're upstanding. Yeah, like the just that, okay, the thing is, is like I I always want to help steer my fans in the direction of models who are trustworthy and who wouldn't scam them. It's happened where before when I would shout out just anyone, Cosmic, I trusted you. And you know what I mean? And so I always try and do it that way. And then just like amazing content, you know? Yeah, I think I think we touched on this a little bit last time, too, when I, I came on the show last time was that like, you know, when when we share something to our story or share somebody to our story, it looks it looks, you know, it looks surfacey. But what you have to think about is like what you're doing is taking every single yep. fo- every single follower that you have. And you're telling them, this is a person yes. that I think is valuable, that I think you should go follow. Exactly. This person offers great content. Like this, you'll be, you'll be you'll happy be, yeah. you'll be in if, good you, hands. if you subscribe yeah. to them or whatever. So it, so it, you know, that's why it's important not to just share anybody. Cause then if you start sending your fans to models who scam, who like, you know, ghost their subscribers for months at a time, all of those things, it's it like, it falls back on you. Yeah. Like we're, we're telling all of our, when we shout someone out, we're telling our fans that this is a you know, good, reputable, like upstanding model that I want you to support. So. 100%. Yeah. 
And same with collabs. Collabs are oh, collab- the collabs biggest... are that like to the next yeah. level because then you're in person. Yeah, together. they are the ultimate. Like I can vouch for this person, and like yeah, so that's pretty much the way I feel like I go about it. Mm-hmm. I love the conversation on Instagram and social media etiquette because I feel like it's very important. Um, I get like a follow sometimes from somebody and I'm like, oh, okay, that looks like somebody who, you know, might might have been around for a while, been putting in some work and getting some promotion done and what have you. And then they'll unfollow me after I follow them back. And I'm like, what part is the etiquette is that? <laughs> That's so annoying to me. I mean, there, there's such like a... a a bad part of the community and like stuff like that that happens in people who are out just for themselves and it's like really hard to see because I feel like it's just changed so much and like I that's that's crazy yeah just, like, I think follow it, someone for a follow and then delete yeah, them like I think that? it comes from a lack of education partially yeah. like when like when you don't know anything about the etiquette like of the community, I feel like you should like do your homework on that before like diving in because there are even like, I I know a lot of people know what comment poaching is, but where you, uh, you know, a a new model will come into like an established models, Instagram post and like every single Mm -hmm. comment going down the whole list, because in her head, she's like, Oh, if I like this person's comment, maybe they'll come over to my page. And some girls genuinely don't know that that's bad, but that is like a very frowned upon behavior. Like that is, it's, it's predatory. It's rude. Right. Like don't come into another girl's comments and try to be snatching all those fans up. And so yeah. like, I just, I wish, I wish more people would, you know, do their homework and like understand that that is not like a, that's not appropriate. But and see, we like, all need to be like cognizant of those things. I, I totally agree. I just feel like I've had so many amazing experiences where like newer models will like come to my only fans and just like tip me and be like, Hey, like, what are some, I'd I'd like your advice, basically. And like, they totally paid for my time, you know, and I was Mm -hmm. just like, this is so sweet. And then they would be on my OnlyFans for research purposes. So I feel like, hopefully, we can go back to that direction. But that was like more in the early days, I would say, Mm -hmm. like, lately, it's there's a lot more stuff going on. And I think the etiquette is getting lost in translation Mm -hmm. somehow, you know, because like, who, who, who goes to their Instagram story and is like, hey, just so you know, this is put model 101. Maybe we should and just be like, yeah, don't, like don't, don't comment, comment post. don't comment on my freaking Twitter post. Come check out my thing. You yeah. know, like, there's a little stuff like that, that, you know, is yeah, don't do live crushes. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do what I didn't I didn't catch that live crushes i just i feel like that's like one that um you know a lot of uh, like brand new models who have not been part of the community there are some that simply don't know that that's kind of a frowned upon behavior in the community and so i but i think i think fans take advantage of that like if if that is if that is their particular you know thing they'll intentionally go to new models who they they don't think know yet that live crushes are bad you know yeah, no, I, I can see how that is bad, like crushing bugs and stuff, right? Yes. yes. That's kind of messed up, man. That's really messed up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the little beetle just wanted to find some food. Yeah. And you're just over here crushing him so that people can tug away. You know, it's like. Oh, no, it's sad. So sad. No, it, it really is. What about like when people like post something in their story or something like that, because I've noticed now since the the podcast, you know, the socials on the podcast are starting to grow a little bit. And um, congratulations on your growth. Yay. Oh, thank you. It's fun. But a lot of it has to do with the amazing guests that joined me on the podcast and things of that sort. And I'm very appreciative of that in a lot of ways, but, Something that I notice is that 
you know, thank you for everybody that shout out the page and the podcast and, you know, for any shout outs that people do in general for models and things of that sort. But like, sometimes do you ever feel like you don't want to like crowd your story feed? Like I want people to know, like if I don't repost it, it's not because I don't appreciate it, but it's like, man, like if I repost everything, I'm going to have like 20 pages of the story. Nobody's going to want to see none of this stuff that I feel like they really need to see. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel the same way. I mean, this might not be good advice. It is your baby. This is your baby. So you do it the way you want to do it. Don't worry about appeasing other people or hurting, hurting feelings. I'm sorry. That's the way I run my business. I don't, I don't do shout outs that I don't genuinely want to do. I don't put stuff on my story and you know what? Everyone understands. Like, I think so. I I mean, everyone gets it. And yeah, your story Mm -hmm. is like very very valuable real estate. Like a lot of people view it and if it gets too crowded, what do they do? They just exit out. So, I mean, I think that's a smart way to do it. And I'm just starting to notice that because, and now, so this is for everybody listening right now, we are giving you some free game on how to have social media etiquette and how to grow your social. So pay fucking attention. Damn, I just said a bad word. Now it's getting demonetized. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. And like, you'll notice like the stories will like get less and less views as they go. And if people are knowing you to like pretty much, I don't know what you would call like shit post maybe, or, or is that what it's called? Like shit posting where you just post too much. Like after a while, they will not even want to click on it no more. I feel. Yeah. I don't know. And I go ahead. I've just always been very particular about my Instagram story. And I've always really just tried to put like content that people would go out of their way to look at because then it's one more area of like advertisement. So I think that's like super, super smart to be cognizant of what you post there and try and keep people's attention. So they know that's who they want to click on when they see all the things at the top. I feel like I've been trying to listen to the things that uh, Mathema told me about Reddit too. I've been playing back. I've been playing back the message like over and over. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta take notes. I gotta take notes and learn because she's like huge on Reddit. She's big on Reddit. I'm not personally big on Reddit. And I also I love that you say that, but you actually are I'm like you're very successful on Reddit. I okay, here here's why don't we go look at how many upvotes your past like 10 posts? Okay, I'm successful there, but I don't (laughs) it's hard on the spirit there. That's why I don't like it. It's gnarly, dude. Like people can be very mean and that's, that's that's why i don't like reddit see but i think really. tiktok is so much worse tiktok is a million times, times worse. worse i i agree with that but like reddit is my least it's like down there my least favorite place to post like just being totally honest we always disagree on that because yeah. you know i just reddit is like very challenging for me for some reason internally it, the the popular vote system it you know it can just make you feel like shit if you're really proud about a post and, it, and it's right. just like it can. Yeah. It can make you feel like shit. Yeah, that's the only thing. And like when you when you post to your Twitter or your Instagram, you're like, this is my place. Even if it doesn't do that good, you're still like, this is my Yeah. I don't know. It just I don't know. Right? It's just difficult. Yeah. Um Mathema, she posted, you know, about this episode that we're doing right now. And somebody has said something like, Oh no, there's a there's a FFC related podcast. Oh, the world is doomed. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I so was like, then, Do you know who I am? Oh my god. <laughs> that's, that's depressing. Uh, that's very depressing. I think hey, I said, I think I said something I responded and I was like, Yeah, there's definitely a demand for it. Like get out of my comments, please. Yeah, yeah. Some people are but, yeah. hey, has anybody that maybe let's say didn't know you too 
maybe somebody you you met out in the out in the real world or what have you has the topic of like like feet and like foot like the ffc world and all those things ever came up and they said something along the lines like oh man it's so weird i can't believe people do that Have, has that ever happened like in front of you and then you're like oh uh <laughs> all the time i mean all the time for me with you know my family found out friends find out definitely on tiktok i get a lot of because i'm like very open about my feet i get a lot of like something has to be mentally wrong with you to like feet like it's just it's just it's fucking horrendous. That's what it is. And yeah. honestly, just like seeing all of that just makes me want to be even more loud about liking feet myself because hopefully it can like help break the stigma down. And it's just really sad what people have to go through. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like though all of that is kind of in like a work capacity. Like, I don't even think that it really comes up. Well, it did like, come up for me because my parents legit were like, so do you like feet when they found out I was oh, doing this? Like and I, you, yeah, like, and personally. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And they were just like, why? Like, they just were like, and it's not, it's, it's not really a question. I don't know why they would ask me, but I guess they just, but, that was kind of a it's weird, weird question. Like, don't from my parents. But I think it's just so, they're just so like, what? Yeah. You know, like they just don't know. So it's come up in a personal nature for sure. Like, I think when my dad found out, he like went on Google and like typed in like foot model. And I was like, you do not want to go. Like, just don't, just no, no, stay, no. I, yeah, no, stay away from that. Just stay don't away. Do don't do it. I know that's heck of funny, but did he do it? Uh, I mean, he Googled it and he was like trying to figure it out. And my mom told me, and I was it's not like, going to make sense. You know, like, yeah, yeah don't, you're, it's not going to make sense please. for like that, the gener- that generation because oh, yeah, like, they what's they, it's your I job? Swear. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like <laughs> if you type in a foot model, one of you two are going to come up on Google. Oh, that's so sweet. I, hope so. <laughs> I mean, yes, that would be great, but not for that particular instance. I would be like, ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, so, like, there's been a few fans that have um, messaged me, and one of them, you know, I'm not going to say his name. He wants to stay anonymous. He had said in a long paragraph form, basically, that he really loves where the the foot fetish world is now and how the models are you know participating in the uh, foot fetish world and what have you but something that he brought up that i wouldn't have known about because you know i mean i'm fairly newer you know in uh, terms of how long it's been around and he said that once upon a time it was like literally you know just feet like there was no like nudity involved or anything of that sort now it seems like that's more normal now that there is like you know a full like menu of everything that comes along with the foot fetish no it did not used to be this way like when i when i first started i was like one of the very few foot models who just happened to do nudity too which was like almost four years ago now it was like and that's why i think i did so well because it was like oh my god she does nudity now I mean, pretty much everyone does nudity. It has absolutely changed. And I think it's because it's become a little bit more competitive and there's been a little bit more, you know, maybe they feel like it's pressure to get where you want to go, even though you should never feel that way. And you can absolutely get there without nudity. But um, yeah, it, it has 100, like it's 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 changed a lot. Like that used to be very rare to find a foot model who did nudity, in, at least in my experience. Yeah, I, I, th- I'm, I feel the same way. I think... I, I like wish more non-nude models uh, like understood and had the confidence to realize that they can, they could be as massive as they want to be. They just have to hit the right market. And yeah. it's, you know, sometimes it's a struggle and maybe it is easier for models who do nudity to, you know, build fan bases. But uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I think it's totally, totally possible for non-nude models to absolutely thrive. Yes. No. Oh, it totally is. And I've seen quite a, quite a few, you know, that are thriving, you know, that don't do nudity, I believe. So I know you both know some as well. For sure. But what I was going to say too, is it's interesting, like for a lot, it seems like a journey where they'll start safer work and they'll move to that direction. For me, it was immediate. People don't really realize that because I didn't post it to Reddit or Twitter like I do now, but I always offered that. I just, you know, but so it's interesting. And then some people do it for six months and then they're like, I need to do that or whatever. It's just, Mm -hmm. it can be an interesting, you know, journey for anyone. Um, And I feel like for me, it was like the opposite. Like I didn't do foot stuff at all. I just did like xxx content and then slowly started developing into like the foot fetish stuff to where i am you know to where i am now where i feel like i have a, i have a ton of you know foot fetishists that like my content and a ton of non-foot fetishists that like my content and it, it works for me yeah so we we covered how you feel about like family members and friends and that sort finding out about your content and you know how they feel about it and you know that you're not worried about however they feel but like as far as like actually making the content and like let's say being nude in in the content as well and I kind of want to see like do you have like advice for any other models out there that are maybe kind of thinking about going nude in their content and maybe they're like insecure about a certain body part or certain things of that nature? Yes. Um, your body is beautiful. Even if you don't have like a stereotypically beautiful um, private area, which I've mm-hmm. dealt with that experience and feeling like the internet would not like me. Um, and you will be surprised. People do like, you know, all bodies in my uh, opinion. So, and I, I think I would just say like, don't forget the internet will always want more from you. Like it doesn't matter what you do. They're going to say, okay, more. When I finally did boy girl after three years, the first thing was when's a threesome when, you know, like it, it just kept going. So if you're going to start going down the not safer work route and you have boundaries, don't let them sway you. I, hopefully it's a personal decision and it's a very thought thought out decision. Cause if not, the internet will push you to do every single thing. So that that's what I would say is when you go down that road, they're just, they're always going to want more. Yeah. So just, you know, own it, own your boundaries. And it can be kind of disheartening when you're really excited about doing something new and you put it out there and you want everybody to celebrate that you did something new, but then you get people that are like, well, does that mean you're going right. to start doing this now? Right. And it's like, yeah, not mm. just like enjoy this moment with, with us, I like, know. you know, it's and, really and the other thing too, is that like, you know, once, once you put nude content out there, you can never take it back. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't want, I always want women to be the, they are the only thing that should ever influence their own boundaries. They should not look around at what anybody else is doing when they're establishing their boundaries. Like once you put it out there, you can never take it back. You can't, you can't get that stuff down. Yep. So uh, just be strong in like who you are and your identity and who you want to be as a content creator and don't let anybody else, you know, make an, make an impact on that. Boom. <laughs> I gotta like send you all some sound effects over there. So yeah, next time. <laughs> it's it's crazy because like when I'm when I'm doing the podcast, you know, I'm I'm jotting down notes, I'm pressing sound effects, I'm trying to switch the screen up. I'm like, damn, I, I think I need like somebody to come and like do some like uh oh, yeah. some or something like that, you know. <laughs> do do it for me while we're doing the podcast. Um 
I wanted to ask, do you ever worry about screenshotting? Like when people come on your pages and maybe yeah. screenshot? You almost, I mean, maybe it's just me. I almost can't even go there. Like I, it's going to happen. It just, it happens all the time. So I, I just it's like. It's super frustrating. I like, I just released my very first boy girl femdom video first ever. Like I had never done a femdom video before. And I was really excited about it. And it took one day for it to be leaked. Like literally one day. I was just like, oh, great. Love yeah. that for me. It was like a 13 minute video. I was like, oh my God. That's I hope terrible. the world is enjoying that for free. <laughs> How do you find out if it got leaked? Usually I like, I just have fans tell me, yeah. um, like, they'll be like, oh, by the way, I saw yeah. your stuff like here it's and, always fans. and I'll it's ask like... them, you know, I'll ask them to send me the link and I have some resources to try to get it taken down, yeah. but it's exhausting. Like, man, I was just like so excited to like put that out there and it took such a short amount of time for it to be stolen. It's so terrible. And so that's so crappy people. You guys got to stop doing that, man. Cause I know like when you, when you put out that work, you're like, you know what, like you got like a certain perhaps a goal for that work and then it gets leaked and you're like come on man <laughs> it's just there's such a disconnect i feel like between thinking that this content is just we just we roll over in bed and we're just like boom and like we, we're putting no effort in it doesn't take any we have four lights illuminating us right now all of these lights cost money like content mm -hmm. costs money to make and i just think there's a disconnect between thinking it doesn't cost anything like you know cosplays aren't a hundred fucking dollars per cosplay Every you know it's yeah like, it, it does it costs oh, money wow. If you right. are a creator, you are literally funding them to create more. That's what I always tell people. Like by you subscribing, you are literally making it to where I can keep doing this. And like, mm -hmm. so just the disconnect, I don't understand. If you like her content and you're stealing it, you're making it to where she can't create as much content. So you're fucking yourself. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. sorry. <laughs> it's, too late. it's too late. Like we all said something. Well, I know I have. Okay. I'm trying to work on that, though. I mean, like, I like to tell people you, you can say whatever on this podcast. And it's true. You could say whatever on this podcast because there is an option for that, yeah. um, like, for me to select. Like, okay, I said these, you know, type of uh, profane words or what have you. But I do know that if I don't say any swearing type of language, that it will be better. But I don't know if that will ever be possible because I have a potty mouth and, you know. It's hard. <laughs> I love swearing. That just is what it is. How about a foot marshal, everybody? Yeah, we been we were having some good conversation there. I love it. Shout out everybody on the live right now. Next, I want to get into some cool stuff. I asked you viewers out there if you would like to have your question featured on the podcast, and I'm gonna start doing that a little more often. So. I'm gonna do that next. As long as cosmic and math are cool with it, though, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> They're not pink at all, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, we changed the light. We changed the light. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I had somebody uh, say a joke to me the other day and um, <laughs> they were like, they were like, you know, the amount of guys that probably just mute your voice, daddy goods and just tug away. And I was like cracking up. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, I don't know. It's none of my business what people are doing behind their own personal screens, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I'm absolutely positive that. Me too. <laughs> I, I just assumed you knew that. I guess. <laughs> oh, I, I I do, I do, and I and I knew it back when I was doing um the Foot Cam podcast on my other channel with Estella. She yeah. she was in the comments, by the way. I don't know if she is anymore. She she's a hater, and sometimes she dips out of the live. But anyways, um, back on track here. So I asked the people the fans if they're if they wanted their questions to be featured and i have i'm, I'm not going to do all of them but i'm going to do uh, a few if you two are cool with that oh yeah okay all right so they didn't tell me if they wanted me to shout out their name but i feel like i should okay let's just say the first part all right so this question comes from steed stallion he says do you both like your pretty little feet licked Yes. yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. We both it have a book that is. So, yes, yes. We, we do. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, um, can you both pick up objects with your toes? Yeah. Yes. That's super easy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we can do that. Like, let's put it to the test right now. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to spill my coffee if I don't. Oh, wait. Oh, fuck him. Oh, the fuck him's over here. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wait, what was that you picked up, Cosmic? That looked like a <laughs> tripod. tripod. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. What size are your feet? Mine are six. Mine are eight. There you, there you have it. And, and by the way, everybody, these are not my questions. If you're like just joining right now, my questions are um, not as direct. All right. Um, who is I, I'm, I'm not even saying the names no more, actually. Shout out to, to CeeLo on the last one. All right. So the next one is K9 Cop. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're getting snitched on everybody. The K9 Cop got a question. He says, who is the better tickler, Mathma or Cosmic? That's tough because I've never been tickled by myself. I've been tickled by her, and I can say that I um, it was very intense. I lost my mind. You know, I've never been tickled by myself, so I don't know how to compare that. But I would say her because she. Yeah, I think I'm I'm a gifted tickler. I like to think I'm a gifted tickler. Yeah, you're good. You just go a for it. I, do. I, I go for. I just go for it. Like, there's no reason. I think I'm I just... more of a like. Are you okay? You know, <laughs> you're, you're just like. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get in there. Yeah. Man, shout out to the gifted ticklers. Of the world. Like my favorite, my favorite way to be tickled is where I'm like hysterically laughing. So like I want to get to the person point. that I'm tickling to that point. That is a fun point to be at, and I wasn't there till you tickled me. I've never had that much tickling before. <laughs> Why is everybody clowning on the questions? <laughs> <laughs> because I think people probably know those answers. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I know. I see. That's what I don't get. Like I, I'm gonna do a few more of. You're all questions and stuff like that because I promised that I would. But yeah. um, that's the thing. Like, man, y'all gotta like, y'all gotta like switch it up a little bit. Like, these questions are ABC questions, and this is, th and this is my this podcast is my gift to you all for asking these basic questions. Like, you gotta ask different fucking questions. Oh shit, I said it again. Um, but I feel you. Like when you do like Q and A's, like you probably have to shift through all the super straightforward direct questions like that, huh? Yeah, I do for sure. Does it get kind of annoying sometimes, or 
Yeah, I mean, I just look for, like, the coolest, like, deepest questions. I think what what annoys me about questions is that, like, is the ones that you get that it's, like, so clear that the person who asked, like, didn't even do two seconds That's, of homework. Yeah. Like, my shoe size is literally in my, my bio, bio on Instagram. So if yeah. I'm doing an AMA and you ask my shoe size, it's going to be, like, a like, little bit annoying yeah. to me. Like, it's like, well, you could have just clicked on my profile. Clearly, you don't care enough to do that. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's some real talk. Like if you got enough technology to go on Instagram and do a, a question on Q&A, you could surely click on the profile and, you know, look look into it a little bit, especially if you're like a like a diehard fan of, you know, one of these models. Well, like, the, the diehard fans don't ask those questions. Yeah, so. the diehard <laughs> fans ask, ask like, like the, cool the, the good questions that you get really excited to answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're new. <laughs> All right. So hopefully your guys' questions get better. If not, I'm going to have to abruptly stop your questions and we're going to have to do a how to ask questions seminar (laughs) on the podcast. All right. So if you all right, this comes from Jordan Doc. Shout out to you. If you were single and noticed a guy fantasizing over your feet, would you tease and play along? I feel like that's a very, like, circumstantial question. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, I don't even know if I can answer that in good faith because it's, like, like there would, I have so many questions about, like, so what, the, what the actual setting Situation might be, is. so I don't know, I don't know that I can answer that. I'll, I'll say on, on the, ba- the basic level, like, of course, if I was single and someone, like, I noticed they were into my feet, I would definitely be, like, I like feet, too. Yeah. You know, I would, yeah. I would definitely bring it up and be, like, I like it. It's going to be the last one from from you motherfuckers. From one to 10. All right. All right. This is coming from Tiny Pirate, by the way. Shout out, Tiny Pirate. All right. From one to 10, how much sadistic can each of you be? He he worded it different, but. Like someone who likes to inflict pain on another person. I honestly, that's not. I'm not good at inflicting pain. I like in pain to be inflicted on me. I don't like to inflict pain very much. I'm a very like gentle. So I, I feel like sadism can be pain, but it can also be like degradation and humiliation. I like well degradation. So I feel like much. yeah. So I feel like in in that sense, I'm probably very sadistic. Yeah. But in like the pains, like I have inflicted pain on other others before in a sexual setting, and yeah. I, I enjoyed myself. But I I wouldn't say that I'm like trying to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Domestic violence is some serious shit too, everybody. Yep. I don't know if you all know about that. Oh yes, we do. <laughs> Have you two been keeping up on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case at all? Yes. Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. It has been wild. What about it has it been wild to you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, it's just it's a it's a hard thing to talk about. I have a family member who is a male who is literally getting abused like every single day. I sorry, I don't know how deep you want to go, and like he he just won't leave her because he loves her and thinks she still loves him, and it was just hard to watch it through that lens, you know, and just like hope he'll get out at some point, I guess. And it sounds like both of them have, if I'm correct, I might be wrong, but both of them had substance abuse issues yeah. going on at the time, and I think that adds right. a, that adds like another layer to it because yeah, it does, it does. Abuse, we can speak on that too we yes. know it doesn't it does change who you are a lot not that you can't take accountability for your actions but addiction like, makes a lot of your choices very much not your choices when you're in active addiction at least 100%, um, and yeah. so i think that that definitely just adds further complication and further layers to it yes yeah see that no that that totally does and 
I think that um, just all around, I think domestic violence is a is a really serious issue. But, um, you know, like a lot of people are, you know, tuning into their case as a, a form of entertainment. And, and it is entertaining. I'll, I'll admit that. But I do think that like the whole idea of a, a glorified domestic violence case is kind of crazy, too, in the same breath, because I hope others don't think that like it's cool in any kind of way because that shit happens. People think certain things are cool and they're really not like mass shootings, for instance, like that shit's not cool, but they're like putting the pictures of these guys on the news and these people are like damn near the new serial killer these days, you know? Yeah. Like for some people, negative attention is positive attention. So yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't give it a platform. Yeah. But that's, that's, uh, those are some definitely some some deep topics, and I don't really get up all the no. towards the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, but um, hey, well, thank you both so much for being on this podcast, doing the duo bunch. What are the plans for today? Do you got any uh, content to to come? A little bit, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna mostly relax this weekend. Yeah, try. Good. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> What about you, Jimmy? What about me? Oh man, that's a good question. Honestly, I've been I've been working out a lot lately, so I'm I'm trying to get in shape. And uh, you know, Cosmic, you said dad bods are in, but are they really, or is that like something that you just said on TikTok? I will take a man with a belly. I'm t- I like a, I like a belly over a muscle man any day of the week. I actually do not like muscles on men. I'm like, if you have that much time for the gym, you don't have any time for me. <laughs> I'm toxic. I, I'm sorry. I prefer I prefer a belly. And they're better snubblers. Okay, but also, gymming with your significant other can be a great bonding activity. Ew, I would never. <laughs> I would never. I don't even, I don't want to gym with anyone. I don't want anyone to see me. I'm like, ew. You know, like, that is not the time for me. I make the dumbest faces when I'm working out at the gym. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, we all look bad. Well, not you, I'm sure, but... <laughs> I feel like I don't want anyone to see me at the gym. I'm like, hey, don't look at me, anyone. You know. No, women are so much cooler at the gym. Like you all could like wear like nice, appealing clothing and and what have you, and that's cool or whatnot. But guys, like we, you know, we show up, we look nasty, and then we get on the weights. We're like, you know, making weird faces, moaning and groaning. My my buddy, he he filmed me the other day doing a leg workout. I'm like, come on, bro, I don't post that. <laughs> I look stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't like that at all. Yeah. But anyways, that that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be working out all weekend. I'm not I'm not drinking no more, so um shout out to that. Yeah, so there you go. A, li- a little bit about my weekend. Workout, salads, and protein-based meals. And that's about it. Um do you two have anything you would like to say to your fans before we get off the podcast today? Thank you. <laughs> and dealing with us being together all the time and yes yeah. <laughs> I, I i did want to say one thing like a long-term a long-time fan messaged me recently and he like reminded me i guess like before we ever met and i would do live shows like every week he was like you know you used to talk about how much you like wish you had someone who like you got to like shoot with and who lived next to you and he was like literally like that exact thing happened to you and i'm just like so happy for you and i was like yeah like i could cry because i don't even remember but he was like you like because i used to do live shows where i would just sit there and he was like you just always talked about how you wish you had someone to like be there with you to help you film and like share ideas and like hang out and like you found it and i was just like stop it honestly (laughs) like being able to like do this job like with a best friend is like 
unmatched it's like, like the it, best yeah, gift it's, ever it's like we're amazing. so lucky like I, I mean I know the fans like it but I feel like we are just really lucky we are too. very lucky <laughs> yeah, no, no tears. <laughs> yeah, I was literally just tearing up. Oh my gosh! Oh, my gosh. oh really? Yeah, yeah, really, really. I'm tearing up over here. Yeah, I've been, you know, it's, working it's, out. So the, you know, the testosterone and uh and the <laughs> the, the hormones are pumping right now. So you know, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you both so much for being on the podcast again today, and um. I'm sure we'll probably do something again in the future. Hopefully, anyways. Literally anytime. We love, we love coming on your show. So. Yeah. Don't don't say anytime because like I'm the type to be like, hey, pop up pod today. Let's do it. I'm so down. Like honestly, we could we just like sit and talk anyway. So it's basically like us just hanging <laughs> that's out. That's true. That is true. But see, like that's what I want the podcast to be too like i don't i don't want it to always feel so like like, like you, you know like and stuff like that i want i want people to have a good time i want us to have a good time and i want the viewers and the fans to have a good time so shout out to that um well shall we foot marshal our way on out of here all right all right let's do it thank you all for watching um i don't mean to put y'all on the spot but uh the viewer Tyler, he really wants you all to have a toe spreading contest. It's up to you, though. <laughs> all right, who who wins? Everybody in the comments, who's winning this toe spreading contest right now? Let us know. And remember, everybody, smash that like button. All right, hold on, time out. All right. I don't know. I, anytime I see like a, a, a pinky toe on the side of the foot, like I got to crown that one the winner. Tyler says Mathma. Paul saying it's a tie. I, I see some Mathmas in the comments right now. I agree. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, ladies. Hey, don't go anywhere. All right. Both of you always click off right away. All right, y'all. And shout out to the Squishmallow making making this guest appearance. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We out. <laughs>